you know, even when we get glimpses, it's, it's very difficult, hard to really respect and understand and appreciate what a single day is, what a single day means, what a single conversation is and what it can mean. Five weeks ago, yesterday, five, five Saturdays ago, I was in Colorado and uh, just beginning a, a little vacation time. I think it was my second day, my third day there with my, my family, and uh, things were going on here at church. We had some decisions that we needed to make, so, you know, what everybody wants to do on vacation, let's have a meeting. And uh, so, uh, several of our staff, we... Uh, FaceTime, Zoomed, I don't remember what it was, but we were all looking at each other and talking about what was going on and and what we needed to do and how that would impact the next day, the next Sunday. And uh, Buddy got on that. I didn't ask Buddy to be in the meeting. He knew in that email that that it was happening. He'd been sick with COVID at home, and uh, I didn't ask him to be in that, but uh, he jumped on. And I don't remember, it seems like we had a moment or two where we were the first two on, I guess, and, and talking. There may have been others, I don't remember now, because you don't, you don't respect what a single moment can mean. And I said, hey, buddy, man, how are you doing? How, how, how's it going? And he said, you know, I'm not better, but I've turned the corner. I, I didn't know he meant toward heaven. The next morning, he'd be admitted to the hospital, and uh, I think after that, we exchanged uh, a couple of texts. wasn't wasn't much longer, a week or so. He was he would go on the ventilator, and of course, once that happened, there's no more communication. Probably the worst thing of this COVID is when you're going through the most difficult physical thing of your life. You're stripped of everything spiritual, emotional relational in your life and you walk all alone. You know, I was uh, stunned, which I think about saying I was stunned because he's a really sick person. He was in the hospital, right, for a month. And, uh, but you know, in the whole, in that whole time, we were never talking, never, not once, talking about Buddy dying. When I say we, Carrie with the doctors and then Carrie with me, I mean, we, we knew we were in a bad place and we knew we had some challenges, but we were never talking about, about Buddy dying. And you, you remember last weekend when we were here, we said, hey, we've got, this is kind of urgent. <laughs> we, we really need some prayers. And it, it wasn't that, boy, boy, this week he, he could die. It was just that, hey, we're at a place where some decisions have got to be made and our options are really running slim. And so, so even as we were approaching this week, it wasn't, hey, this is about to happen. And uh, I had a, uh, a business meeting this week. I sit on a, a board of trustees and Karen and I were going to be leaving for that Wednesday night. And uh, we're going to be back Friday night. It was going to be a very quick trip. And obviously with where we were on Monday, I was thinking, you know, I, I, I need to call and cancel. I'm going to tell them I can't, I can't be there. But pretty early Tuesday morning, I mean, just good news started rolling in. I mean, like some of the best things that we had 
we had heard, I mean, real early Tuesday morning, I guess during the night, Monday night, there was a thing, and it, it just had, his body had a very positive response to that, and, you know, again, we're measuring machines and all that, and I don't, I don't know what all that means, but it, it just, you know, we were getting some good news, and that kind of continued throughout Tuesday and Wednesday, and I thought, it's not that I thought, oh, okay, buddy's okay now, he's going to be fine. I, I wouldn't say I had that thought, but I, I thought, you know, I... I told Karen, I said, I think we can go on. I, th- I think he's going to be fine for the moment. And uh, I didn't even tell Carrie I was going to be out of town. I, I mean, we, we talk and text multiple times a day, but I thought she won't even know. <laughs> and uh, Thursday morning, I was sitting in this meeting, and I saw the phone, my phone buzz, and, and Carrie's name was on it. And I did not for one second think I was about to hear bad news. That's how my mind had already gone to a long road in front of us, but, but Buddy's going to be okay. And when I saw Nate, it, it didn't even dawn on me that, that she could be calling to say anything like what I was going to hear her say. And I answered the phone, hey, Carrie, what's up? And she began to kind of unfold where he was and, and what the rest of the day was, was probably going to look like. And I was just... Uh, Stunned. You know, uh, as I said earlier, and maybe you've walked in since then, I probably should back up a little bit and let you know where we are, what we're talking about. Uh, Buddy Ham, one of our pastors here, passed away this past Thursday at 3.30 after over a month bout with, with covid uh, Buddy's been a, a member of our staff for 17 and a half years uh, as, a, as a pastor, and prior to that, a lifelong member of this church. Buddy was one of those, he was here nine months before he was here, because he has two generations of family that have been long, faithful members of the Heights that came before him. And uh, Buddy, man, just would... He was a great part of our team. Uh, he would jump in and do whatever. And it didn't matter if he knew what he was doing. If you know Buddy, that, that's, that's not a requirement. Uh, as a matter of fact, I would say that's probably some of the fun of watching Buddy. Watch what he would do to learn, to learn something and then everything he could to execute what he learned. He had no children's ministry experience when he came in here, and, and yet he built probably the, I mean, he just took us to a whole new place in children's ministry. He got out further than even I think our church was in what he was building, because he's going to learn, he's going to figure out, he's going he's to make it happen. So when we started talking about doing a campus, I mean, none of us on our staff knows what we're doing, so I thought, well, give it to Buddy. That's what his gift is. Let him handle it. And uh, so he, I, I don't even remember the exact number. He's, again, he's been here 17 years as pastor. And uh, I think about eight or nine of those was as our children's pastor. And then the last eight plus years, he's been out at Midlothian uh, serving as our, our, our pastor out there. And uh, just, just doing an incredible job. You know, you don't, you don't get more Heights Baptist than Buddy Ham. He, he, he was Heights Baptist all the way through to the bone. Now, again, we're not, this isn't a funeral today. We have Saturday at 11 o'clock for that. Man, we've, we've gathered much because we love Buddy, 
But uh, even more, we love our Lord, who, who has all this. And while we say, okay, listen, we, it, it's a Sunday morning, it's a worship service, not a, not a funeral service, you know, how, how are we going to do this? And yet, as big as we might be, we are still just a family. I mean, that, that's what we are. We are a family in Christ. And, and our family's hurting a little bit. Our, our family got a blow this week. And so, you know, we're thinking, how do we navigate through this? And, you know, it dawned on me as we come to this, and, and we come from all kind of different angles to what brings us here, to not even a part of this church, but I love the Ham family, I'm a part of this community, and I wanted to be here today, to I, I'm a part of this church, and I love Buddy, to bless your heart, the person that walked in here and goes, what did I land in the middle of? Who's Buddy Ham? <laughs> but here's what I, I can say for sure. God has a purpose for you. And God brought Buddy Ham home on Thursday afternoon to speak to you today about his purpose in your life. Because our God is a purpose-working God, a purposefully moving God. He's never random. He's never just something happens and then God responds And the beauty of our God is when he's working some great purpose over here, it doesn't leave somebody over there out in the cold. God is the original multitasker. He can do one thing. He can have one purpose, and it's going in a thousand different places in just as significant a way. And so God brought Buddy Ham home on Thursday afternoon because of what God wants to say and speak to you here today in this room, watching online. If you're engaged, I know beyond a shadow of doubt, God has a purpose for you in this. Whatever your relationship with Buddy is, was. Because the Bible tells me, Psalm 138, the Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. That's a promise. And our God's a promise keeper. He keeps his promises. I have a purpose for you, and it will be accomplished. God's got a purpose in what he is, not was, what he is doing in Buddy's life. God has a purpose for Carrie, the kids, the family. God's got a a purpose for each and every single one of us in here right now. And, And I'm also confident that that purpose has something to do with death. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes, it's one of my favorite strange verses of the Bible. But it says, it's better to go to the house of mourning than it is the house of feasting. What's that about? Does God not like parties? No, God loves parties. Just like any good parent, God loves watching his children laugh and have a good time. It's just more important to go to the house of mourning. It's more important to think about death because generally speaking, we don't. Generally speaking, we resist thinking about death, especially our own death. And so God will use things like the passing of a friend, a family member. He'll use things to make us stop and think about that. You say, no, wait a minute. Trying to follow your line of reasoning here, Pastor. You're saying God brought somebody home on a Thursday so that he could make me think about death on a Sunday? I'm absolutely saying that. Because death and eternity is of 
infinitely more value. It is infinitely more important than anything you're dealing with in life right now. Now, I'm not saying that anything you're dealing with right now is unimportant. I didn't say that at all. I am confident with everybody sitting in here, there's a lot of really significant, urgent, important issues that are going on. I'm just saying none of them measure up to your death and your eternity. You see, God is still using Buddy to do a good in our lives. It's been fun the last couple of days reading all the posts about Buddy. And there's certainly a very common theme. I mean, Buddy's going to come help you, isn't he? I mean, I, I get in line with this. I, did, I didn't put it on Facebook. I didn't say it. Buddy's been to my house to patch sheetrock that one of my sons put a hole there. Buddy's been to my house to fix my plumbing. I don't think Buddy knows anything about plumbing. But there he was under my sink Fixing, fixing the plumbing. Because that's what Buddy does, right? I mean, that's what I've seen online for the last three days. Just a, a, a story after story of Buddy came here, Buddy did this, Buddy fixed that, Buddy. Buddy would do anything to serve and help you. Amen. And of course, along with those stories about plumbing and painting and fixing, there's also people that said, Buddy led me to Christ. Buddy baptized me. Buddy ministered to me. Buddy called me at a really significant moment. So we have all these stories about what Buddy did in our lives. What I'm here to tell you is that God is still using Buddy to do something in our lives. God has a purpose in this. And you say, okay, I get it. Okay, there's some kind of silver lining, I guess is what you're saying, Pastor. But... but if all God wants me to do is think about death, I mean, there's a lot of people that could have died. Why, why somebody? And we would say so young, right? <coughs> I, I heard one person online say, not only is somebody so young, but so good. We, we need that in our world. Why somebody so young and, and so good? You know, I don't, I don't know how to say this because I don't want to imply anything about a death maybe that you've recently walked through with a family member or a friend. I, I think you'll understand what I'm saying. Some deaths have more impact than others. Does that make sense? I mean, it's just the breadth, the scope, the, the lives. I mean, for all of us, it, it may, maybe nobody even knew this person anymore, but they were much to me. But then there's some of these that, that when they die, I mean, look what's happened in our community. It, it just, it has a, a big, a big impact. And I think God said for the Heights Baptist, for you as an individual, it's time for a big impact. And to be clear, God's not making this up as he goes. He's, he didn't wake up Thursday, okay, now what am I going to do today? What would be really good? You know, I know when we, when we ever we come to d- disease or tragedies or you know there's all the what if what if questions and the why questions listen I don't know what all your faith is in God what all your faith is in scripture but just to be abundantly clear September 16th 2021 was Buddy's day to die before Buddy was born to a certain degree it's somewhat irrelevant how somebody dies that day was the day before Buddy drew his first breath, Psalm 139, verse 16. So that was always going to be the day. 
But again, God multitasking, working in all the directions, knowing you personally, knowing everything that's going on in your life, said, I'm going to use this day in the best possible way. God ordained this day for everything he wanted to do in this church, everything he wanted to do in your individual life. Which means out of God's love for you and me, God's love for this church, Carrie, he took your husband. Bob and Sparky, he took your son. Your dad. All, all I can assume is that God trusts you to carry this. He, he trusts you to trust him. And one day, you will praise him. You will praise him for how perfect the day was. How perfect what God was doing. God may give you a glimpse into why he chose that day for somebody in this room. Somebody you won't even know. But yes, that is exactly how God is moving and working. You know, none of what I'm saying makes any sense if you think this life is the big deal. If you think this life is the big thing. But I want to tell you, the very millisecond that you step into eternity, instantly it becomes irrelevant what age you were. You were 50, you were 95, you were 5. It is instantly irrelevant You got there because of a a crime. You got there because of an accident. You got there because of a disease. You got there because you'd lived a long life and fell asleep and drifted away. Absolutely irrelevant. The age we are and how we get there could not be more irrelevant to the much larger reality. You die. Hebrews 9.27 says, it's been appointed unto you to die once and then face the judgment. It's been appointed unto you. Now, that just added something there about this whole, now I got to stand before God. You see, you and I have an appointment. Our, Our death is not a death. It's an appointment. That That's when I go and I stand before God. And that is meant to communicate to you and me how we're living this life matters. How we're living each and every day matters. A day is precious. A day is important, which is why Psalm 90 gives us the prayer. Lord, teach me to number my days so that I may gain a heart of wisdom. Almost nobody lives in light of that truth. We live every day like we have all of the days we're ever going to want. And so we're not careful. We're not careful with a day. We're not careful with a relationship. We're not careful with an opportunity. We're not careful with a favor. We don't live in the reality that I'm going to stand before God. And, and every day I am moving closer to that. 
You know, even we as Christians, the believers, we don't live in the reality of this. You and I, we're the ones gathered here on a Sunday morning in the United States. We believe the Bible, right? We believe the Bible says, hey, you're going to die. You're, you're going to stand before God. And yet we don't live in that reality. How many times this past week did you have the single thought, I'm going to stand before God, so I should. I should not. My guess is zero. Because I know what's going on in my own life. And you and, when you and I are making decisions and we're moving to the right and to the left and we're walking through life and we're not measuring that according to the reality that I'm going to stand before God. The Bible sums up that life with two words. You fool. See why the Bible says it's uh, better to go to the house of mourning than the house of feasting? Because without it, you and I can not only live years, we can live decades and not make a single decision in light of the most important moment in my life. It's been appointed unto you to die once and then face the judgment. Gosh, that sounds ominous, doesn't it? An appointment with God. It it should sound ominous. It should terrify you. Outside of Christ, you're grossly ill-prepared for that moment. There's absolutely nothing you'll be able to say or point to because none of us has any concept of the level of our guilt and our wrong. It should be an ominous thought. You know the crazy thing? And I, this is an inappropriate statement because I'm going to attribute to God a, a char- a, a, an emotion I don't think God has, but it's the only way I know how to make sense of this. <laughs> I think God's more anxious about you standing before him and that going well than even you are. See, God wants your ominous moment to be the most glorious moment. And he sent his son so that it could be. You were never going to make that moment a good moment. But he sent his son so that could be the best moment of not just your life, but your eternity. God took Buddy home on Thursday so that you and I would think about this today. You were that important to him that he brought somebody so young, so good home. God had reached a point in your life, in the life of this church, said, this is what I've got to do to get through to them. Maybe that is to bring you to Christ for the very first time. Or for many of us who have come to Christ to wake up and stop giving so much of our life and our energy and our emotion to things that at the end of the day are just not going to count. Again, isn't it like death to kind of really help us refine? Hey, there's really actually only a few things that count. 
And Buddy did a pretty good job of living for those things that count. So what will it end up meaning in your life that God came and got Buddy on Thursday? Let's not grieve his death if we're going to waste his death. Let's pray. God, I want you to use Buddy's death wonderfully and powerfully and gloriously in my life. Lord, I imagine I can speak for a lot of us. We go through, we go through some big moments and we think, boy, this is going to make a difference. And we have a, an incredible ability to take the most significant things and within a couple of me- weeks, it means nothing. God, I don't, I don't think we don't, we don't want Buddy's death to mean nothing to us. We want to be a people, we want a church that are profoundly living every day, walking through every conversation, recognizing I am moving toward the living God. I have an appointment with him. And we want to live it right because you're worthy You're worthy of a life lived well, like Buddy modeled for us. Lord, I pray nobody in this room, nobody watching online, I pray none of us can rest until it is clear in our heart and soul how you want to use Buddy's passing in our lives. Lord, I pray we're going to look back on this moment. We're going to praise you for how incredible and wonderful you are. In the thing that we tend to think most defeats us, you're going to bring the greatest victory and the greatest glory. May we not waste his death. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.